Hello everyone, welcome back. This is episode number three of Real Time Sports. I'm your host as always, Dominic Carella. Uh, big weekend in sports. Exciting week one of the preseason for the NFL. Uh, a lot of notes coming out of there. Uh, first time for all of us seeing the debuts of Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, and Zach Wilson. Uh, a lot of ML- a lot of NFL stars, excuse me, coming back from injury. Um, Teddy Bridgewater returning back to Minnesota as a Bronco. Uh, on the MLB side of things, Tyler Gilbert, Arizona Diamondback, Major League debut starting pitcher. He throws a no-hitter in his first MLB start. Just the fourth player to do that in MLB history. Pretty exciting there. Uh, no-hitting the Padres. Bright spot for the Diamondbacks in their horrendous season. Uh, something to smile about. Something to smile about, excuse me, and uh, be happy about over there. Uh, Chris Sale returns to the bump for the Red Sox. He fans eight. Uh, I think he lit up two earned runs. I think Newcastle and Mancini took him deep. Looked pretty sharp. Uh, we'll touch upon that later. Uh, Julio Urias to the IL. Guys, he was going to lay down a uh, sacrifice this weekend against the Mets with first and second one out. And I think he took a curveball by McGill off the back left calf. He stayed in the game, uh, keep it loose. He ran the bases. He pitched another two innings, I believe. Uh, he leads the MLBs in wins right now, but he's heading to the 10-day IL with a bruised calf. Um, not good news for the Dodgers there. Uh, George Springer, last night, I'm watching the Blue Jays Mariners. Uh, ball hit to the wall. He missed times his jump, comes down awkwardly on his left uh, ankle, slat, his ankle, knee. I'm not really sure exactly what it was. Uh, looks like he's heading to the IL, and we know how great he's been. 16 bombs since coming back from that long injury stint for the Blue Jays. Um, and Zach Britton goes into Aaron Boone's office, tells him, I don't deserve to be the closer right now. Uh, give it to another guy, give it to Green, give it to Johnny. Uh, last night, 7-4 ball game, extra innings. Uh, Zach Britton comes in, gives Yankee fans another heart attack, almost blows the game, almost lets the White Sox walk him off again. Thankfully, Boone pulled him, uh, and rookie Albert Abreu comes in a huge spot, records his first MLB save. So that's the quick notes I have. We're going to touch upon a lot of those things. Um, guys, if you haven't yet, please head to your Instagram while you're listening to this. Real-time sports on Instagram. Uh, I post stories every day. I'm always posting interactive polls. Uh, I'm always looking for fan-submitted questions. Any uh, and all fan-submitted questions, as long as they're appropriate, will be featured on the podcast. I'll give you a shout-out and stuff. Uh, really would mean a lot for you guys to follow. Uh, follow the Spotify, whatnot. Share your podcast with your friends. And uh, any uh, constructive feedback you have for me uh, or anything you want, really want me to talk about or discuss here, I'd be happy to do so. I'm um, working on getting some guests here soon. Like I said, a lot of people are coming back to my area soon. Uh, I'm still in the process of landing some interviews with um, some teammates of mine from high school, um, some minor league baseball players, some college baseball players, some college hockey players, club hockey players. Um, we got it all, guys. We're going to see what we can do. So uh, let's get right into this episode. So uh, as if many of you know me, a lot of you do know me who listen to this, uh, I'm a big MMA slash boxing fan. Uh, fighting has been something that I've been into for a while now. I train here and there on my own, nothing too serious or anything like that. But uh, I love the sport. Um, I love both MMA and boxing. I'm a big UFC guy. Uh, I've gotten into boxing over the last couple of years a little more. Um but ever since, really, I mean, it's the same story for a lot of people. Ever really since the Conor McGregor run and his reign of just completely bolstering the UFC and changing the sport, 
I fell in love with it. There's so many fighters I love. Uh, some of my favorites are Diaz. Um, McGregor is top of the list for me. I love Nganu. John Jones, I think, is the greatest uh, UFC fighter of all time. Uh, Khabib's close second. GSP's up there. I always used to love watching Robbie Lawler. The Diaz, like I said, Nate Diaz, Nick Diaz, Diaz Army. Um, they're so, I can go on and on. Anderson Silva, Chris Weidman, Forrest Griffin. Uh, Forrest Griffin was actually the first UFC fight I ever watched. First UFC fighter I ever watched, I should say. And he was awesome. I loved watching him. I'm glad he's still involved in the sport with the media and whatnot. Um, boxing, I was always kind of into. You know, I would watch the Pacquiao fights. Mayweather fights, obviously, he was the biggest name in the sport. Um, I kind of like watching the old highlights now. You know, I wish I was alive. I wish I was around, I should say, for the um, Mike Tyson era. Um, stuff like that. Sugar Shane Mosley. So many great, just so many great uh, role models and athletes in the sport of boxing and mixed martial arts. So today we are previewing the Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley fight. I don't even know where to start with this guy. So Tyron Woodley, former UFC welterweight champion. Um, he's a dangerous man. He's definitely going to be Jake Paul's biggest test yet. Jake Paul, YouTuber turned, um, I guess you could. he deserves the t uh, title now of pro boxer. Uh, him and his brother Logan Paul are kind of changing this era of boxing, bringing a lot of new eyes to the sport, um, taking on some unique athletes. We just saw Logan fight arguably the best pound-for-pound -pound, uh, boxer in the world, uh, Floyd Money Mayweather. Uh, went to a decision eight-round exhibition in uh, Miami, Florida. Uh, he played at the Hurricanes in the Dolphins Stadium. Hard Rock. Uh, it was an interesting fight. Obviously, there's a huge weight difference. Uh, Paul looked significantly bigger. He is significantly bigger. Um, he seemed to try to box Mayweather for one to two rounds, and he kind of gassed out. He was leaning on him a lot. Easy to do when you're about 50 pounds heavier than your opponent. He landed some good shots here and there. He took, I will give him credit, he took a lot of big shots. He showed that he does have a good chin. There's a conspiracy theory going around that he knocked May uh, Mayweather knocked him out when they were kind of in the clinch. He separated from the clinch. He shoulder rolled him and he hit him with a right cross, and he kind of leaned on Paul. Fell on Mayweather, and they conspiracy theories theorists were saying that Mayweather was holding Paul up. I don't buy it. Uh, I think people are just trying to knock Logan and uh, rain on his or ruin his rain on his parade, I should say, as much as they can. Uh, I give him a lot of credit. Obviously, he got outboxed. If the fight was scored, it would have been a unanimous decision, probably like 7-1 to one, um, in round favor of Mayweather. Um, I mean, what did you expect of a YouTuber going up against the greatest boxer in the world when Logan Paul, the only two fights that he had was an amateur fight against another YouTuber on KSI, which was a draw, and then uh, his first professional fight, which he lost kind of controversially um he fought ksi a second time in london i believe it was no headgear six rounds i think it was uh logan lost on the scorecards um he lost by one point i'm pretty sure and it was because he got a two-point uh deduction um for hitting ksi in the back of the head i understand it uh, i think two points is a little harsh especially for an amateur boxer um, the referee was a very, uh, reliable guy though. It was the same man that called the Fury versus Wilder fight. So it was an interesting fight. Uh, I think Logan's got a lot of potential. He'll just keep doing star, um, fights. You know, he doesn't need money or anything like that. He's just kind of looking for the fame. He says he loves the sport and stuff. So it's interesting. I'd like to watch him. I watched the Mayweather and Logan Paul fight. 
I watched his KSI fight. I watched all of Jake Paul's fights so far. I think they're awesome for the sport, whether you hate them or love them. Um, they are bringing a lot of new eyes. Uh, they're generating a lot of revenue. They have a lot of people talking about them, whether it's good or bad. Like I said, guys, they're at work. They're doing their job. Uh, they're out in the media. They're calling Jake Paul's picking fights with uh, UFC's president, Dana White. I mean, one of the most respectable men, men in the business world and the sports world. If you want to get out there and get your name recognized, pick a fight with Dana White, right? Why not? So I, I will say this. Um, I was not a big fan of them at first. I didn't hate Logan at all. I, I kind of thought Logan was pretty cool. You know, he had a wrestling background, so I respected it. Uh, he was someone who's been in the ring before. He even mentioned that he wants to do UFC. He doesn't want to just stay on the boxing side, which I respect. I think the UFC is significantly harder. Uh, you know, you got to worry about elbows, knees, kicks, takedowns. You're not just standing there trying to beat the guy's head off or throw a body shot here and there. It's way more complicated. Uh, smaller gloves, four-ounce gloves they wear, opposed to... 10 or 12 or maybe even 8, depending on the weight division in boxing. Um, five rounds, 25-minute fights, five minutes balls to the wall. You know, I would like to see Logan in there. He's got a good uh, wrestling background. There is video surfacing. Um, it's all over the internet that he wrestled with Paulo Acosta, who is a uh, great fighter. Uh, I believe he is, well, is he welterweight? I'm not sure what his weight class is. I don't know if he's 170 or 185. Um, I know he, his last fight that I remember watching was against Yolo Romero, which was awesome. Um, I know that's not his most recent fight, but that fight comes to the top of my head because that was on the same card as the, uh, Cormier versus Stipe fight and the Diaz versus Pettis fight, which was awesome. That was a great UFC card, one of the best in recent years. Um, and he was, he was grappling with, with Costa, um, he was hanging in there. He was going for takedowns. He was defending the takedowns. He wasn't just running away like a scared little bitch. Um, he was doing. He was doing work, guys. I like Logan. Jake Paul. Uh, a lot of you know. I hate him. At, I hated him at first. I will say I do not hate him anymore. Um, I love what he's doing with the boxing bullies in Puerto Rico. I think he's kind of going bad guy turned good guy. I don't really know. The whole storyline confuses me. Um, I thought he was crazy at first. I still do think he's crazy, and I'll touch upon that shortly. Um, you know, he's calling out some of the biggest stars in the fighting world. McGregor, Mayweather, Canelo. Um, we'll touch upon that list a little further. The fact is, he hasn't fought a real boxer. He fought this guy, Gibb, who I don't even fucking know. He's a YouTuber. Um, I'm bigger than Gibb. Um... I mean, I don't know what that guy was doing. Uh, that doesn't count as a fight. He knocked him out, whatever. Knocked him out with a jab, I'm pretty sure. Um, then he fought Nate Robinson, a, a guy who dribbles basketballs. Again, not a real fight. Credit for the knockout, though. Real power, real precision. Then he fights, Then he and then people, you know, the whole thing is you haven't fought a real fighter. Um, fight someone who knows how to throw a punch, blah, blah, blah. Jake Paul says, okay. He goes and he fights Ben Askren, uh, Olympian wrestler, gold medalist, decorated uh, Hall of Fame wrestler, undoubtedly. But the guy doesn't know how to throw a punch. I mean, if you don't know who Ben Askren is, guys, go on Instagram or Twitter or YouTube. Type in Ben Askren striking highlights. There's nothing. It's all takedowns. It's all, I mean, I think I have a chance to knock out Ben Askren. Um, if he can't take me down, I 100% think I have a chance to not take down Ben, to knock out Ben Askren. Um... 
So he knocks back. It was an impressive knockout. Don't get me wrong. A lot of people thought it was staged. I did it first, but I don't think it is. Ben Askren's a terrible boxer. He didn't, he didn't have any fundamentals in there. You know, the first 30 seconds, he was leaning on him, trying to get in the clinch, fight dirty boxing, which obviously was the best strategy for him. Paul's bigger, longer, uh, stronger, and more experienced in the boxing ring. I mean, he's been fighting for three years now, strictly boxing. Ben's never put on the boxing gloves before. Uh, Freddie Roach, famous trainer, was trying to help him out down down the shithole. He should he should have stayed away from Ben. Um, and then this feud starts with Tyron Woodley, former UFC welterweight champion, decorated. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, 19 wins, 7 via KO, uh, 5 via submission. He's fought some of the best. Um, Woodley's a real deal, guys. He big takedown artist, big striking artist, knockout power. Definitely Walt Paul's, excuse me, biggest test, as I said. Um, so, but I do want to get into something here. So, like I said, he has 19 wins. He only has seven via KO, five via submission. So that means he has 12 wins where he decided the end of the fight. And then, and then he has seven that went to the judges' scorecards. So seven via KO. I've watched uh, Tyron one of these highlights. I've gone through his fight history and stuff. So I don't know if a lot of you know, Tyron Woodley has not won a fight in his last four fights. I think it's three and a half years or four years his reign is of not winning a fight. Um, he fought Lugay last. He got outstriked 28 to, 25 to 18. Then he fought, before that he fought Colby Covington. He got outstriked 78 to 34. And then before that he fought Burns, Gilbert Burns, top of the uh, welterweight division right now. He got outstriked 83 to 28. And before that, he fought the welterweight champ, the current welterweight champion, Kamara Usman. Guys, he got outstriked 141 to 34. Let me say that again 141 to 34. Um, guys, Woodley's 39. I think Jake Paul's 24, if I'm not mistaken. Woodley's 170 pounds. Jake Paul sits at 190, soaking wet. Um, I think this fight's in the cruiserweight division, which means it's two weight classes. So my guess is Woodley will come in weighing about 175, 180. Jake Paul will be closer to 200. So there'll be a pretty big weight differential in there. Um, I'll get into my pick a little later. I want to break it down a little more. Um, so let, let's talk about the aspect of MMA versus boxing. Now, this is something I'm really passionate about, something... Something I, had, I know a lot about and people fail to understand. So when you break down the fight, a lot of people just look at it. YouTuber versus fighter. Oh, Woodley's going to KO him. Oh, Woodley this. Uh, well, a lot of people said that about Askren. Apparently, a lot of people never seen Askren in the ring before. Yeah, guys. Woodley's a Hall of Famer and stuff, but he's not in his sport. Okay? You are taking down a huge aspect of his game, which is takedowns. Guys, even if Woodley doesn't go for the takedowns, hear me out. Follow along with me here. There's level changes in the sport of MMA. You know, he changes his shoulders, he changes his head movement, he changes his hand position, hands up, hands down. Is he going to shoot for a single leg? Is he going to shoot for a double leg? Is he going to lean on the fence and clinch and throw slicing elbows? Is he going to lean against the face and shoot for a, and pull a guillotine? Guys, there's so many aspects you have to worry about when you're in the octagon, opposed to the boxing ring. Okay, am I going to throw a jab and then a right hook? Am I going to slip his jab and then go straight right? Like, th there's no, there's clinching in boxing, yes, but will these, Jake Paul doesn't have to worry about defending a double leg a single leg, or, or him pulling guillotine and how he's going to slip and get head and get an airway when he's 
choking guillotine. Like, all that stuff is out the window, guys. We're going to be standing there with 10 or 12-ounce gloves. I'm not sure what they're wearing. We have eight rounds, three minutes each. We're in Woodley's opposed to five. It's it's a different aspect, guys. That would be like throwing me on the mound in baseball in high school and telling me, okay, Dom, you can only throw fastballs. What do, you, what do you mean I can only throw fastballs? My best pitch is my changeup. If I don't have my changeup and an 0-2 count, how am I striking the guy out? My curveball's mediocre, and if he knows my curveball's mediocre, he's going to rule that out, and he's going to sit fastball, and he's going to get base hits on me. If I don't have my changeup, I'm lost. Tyron Woodley doesn't have his ground game here, guys. He starts getting outboxed in there, and Jake Paul hits him with a powerful 1-2. Remember, A, Jake Paul's more experienced in boxing, guys. He's been boxing for three and a half years now. Tyron Woodley hasn't been boxing for three and a half years. He's been training mixed martial arts. He's been defending takedowns. He's been learning his takedowns. He's been crafting his grappling, crafting his takedown defense, crafting getting out of a guillotine, finding an airway, all that little stuff, crafting his kicks, crafting how to check a kick. He he's not there to defend. Like he doesn't know the shoulder rolls. He doesn't know, guys. There's so like there's a lot that goes into this, and I Jake Paul is going to be 20 pounds heavier at least. Like I said. Um, I fear for Tyron Woodley. Um, I think this is going to be, yes, it's Jake Paul's biggest challenge, but I think, like I said, I think it's one of Tyron Woodley's biggest challenges. His UFC contract expired. They don't want to re-sign him. Um, he fought three, let me get, don't get me wrong, guys. He fought three of the best, Usman Burns and Colby, and he got outclassed by all of them. He's not a top level fighter anymore. He's 40 years old. 39, whatever. Um, Lugie was his kind of like his rebound fight. It was like the fourth or third, third or fourth card uh, fight before the main event on that card, or um, or maybe he, I don't know, was he the co? He wasn't the co-main event. Maybe he was the second or third. Um, I mean, he he lost that fight. He's outclassed. His UFC run is done. Dana White didn't want to renew his contract. No one wants to see him in the octagon anymore. Feel bad for the guy. He had a great career. It sucks that he goes out being remembered for four straight losses. So he's trying to rebound his career here. He sees an opportunity, take on a YouTuber. He thinks he's going to walk in, get a big payday. Um, I don't think he weighed his options enough. I think his legacy is going to be tarnished a little bit here. Um, I am rolling with Jake Paul for this fight, guys. Uh, I know he's a slight favorite in Vegas right now. I think Jake Paul, I won't say he's real deal, um, but I do think he's a lot better than people are giving him credit for the one knock on him, I will say, which is not his fault, but also at the same time it is, he has not fought a real fighter, correct, but he hasn't, I haven't seen from him if how he boxes in the third or fourth or fifth rounds. You know, when you push yourself in the rover and you're gassed and, you know, you got to cut above your left eye, you got to cut above your left eyebrow, excuse me, your body's getting winded from all the body shots, consistent body shots, your opponent's leaning on you who's the same weight as you. I, I put an asterisk on that, the same weight, because he has not fought someone that is the same weight as him. Um, leaning on you for four or five rounds. You know, that's throwing punches back at you, who's connecting, who's making you think instead of just being a punching bag. You know, um, again, that's not his fault. He's knocked out all three of his opponents early on. He's 3-0 and with three KOs. I will give his managing team a lot of credit. Uh, I understand what they're doing. There's a reason, guys, whether you like him or hate him. I don't hate the guy anymore. I'm here advocating for him. I'm picking him to win this fight. Um, And a lot of my friends do know. uh, I remember I was at a party with one of my friends, Brendan, 
and we were watching the Jake Paul versus Ben Askren fight before the fight started. He goes, if you had to put money on this, who would you put it on? And he, I hated Jake Paul at the time. I despised the guy, and he knew that. So if I had to put money on the fight, I'd put it on Jake Paul. I mean, Ben Askren doesn't know, throw, how to, know how to throw a punch. Everyone here is Olympic wrestler, Hall of Fame wrestler. They automatically want to pick the guy. We're not wrestling, guys. We're punching. We're, we're only punching. We're boxing here. Um... He surrounded himself with a lot of good trainers, a lot of good managing team. There's a reason, like I said, backtracking, why he's not fighting a boxer. You know, he's warming himself up. He's saying most of these guys, uh, he's talking about how Canelo, his 10th fight was against a guy who was 0-0, lost against Canelo, never fought again. Yeah, but that guy was a boxer. And then he happened to just run into his first career fight against arguably the greatest boxer who's still active right now, Canelo Alvarez. Um... You're a YouTuber fighting you other YouTubers, basketball players, and wrestlers. You're not fighting other boxers. You don't. He's fighting actual boxers in camp with no cameras around, guys. So there's a reason. And I know Dana White talked about this. Why he's not fighting? Why he's not fighting boxers? You know, they're warming him up. They're giving him more time. They want to give him different looks and stuff like that. I understand it. It's really, really smart. Um, he's good for the sport of boxing. And we'll say that. Drawing a lot of eyes, eyes to it. He's partnered with Showtime now. I think this will be an interesting fight. I don't know how it plays out. I mean, I would hope that Woodley can make it interesting and we could see more than just a round from Jake Paul. You know, like I said, I want to see his tools. I want to see his conditioning and stuff. Um, he put out a hit list yesterday, which was... So this is where I lose respect for him. Uh, I like the guy, like I said, here advocating for it, but this is where I think he's crazy. He puts out a hit list. He goes, Gib, who's that ridiculous YouTuber that he fought, who's probably 40, 50 pounds lighter than him. Uh, Nate Robinson, retired basketball player, dribbled his head off. Like, he dribbles basketball, these guys, and he's boxing. Uh, ben Askren, not even talking about that. We talked about it so much. So then his list is Tyron Woodley, who he fights next. I think he beats Woodley. Um, then he has Canelo Alvarez, who's arguably, like I said, the greatest active boxer right now. Then he has the Nate or Nick Diaz, the Diaz brothers, who are UFC fighters. He has Kamaru Usman, who is a welterweight champion right now. One of the best pound for pound in the world. Probably my, uh, who we got? Probably my second or third best active UFC fighter right now. Then he puts Timmy Fury. He's talking about Tommy Fury, uh, Tyson Fury's half brother, I think he is. Half. I'm, I'm not sure about the half part there. Maybe he's his full brother. He's 6-0 as a boxer. Um, I know Tommy called him out months ago before the Woodley fight, I believe, before he had signed his contract. Jake Paul kind of dodged that, says he has no one, uh, he says that he hasn't fought anyone. Um, he fought this guy who was 0-4, blah, blah, blah. Jake, you fought someone who was uh, 0-0 and Nate Robinson, 0-0 and Ben Askren, and then 0-0 and Gibb. You haven't fought anyone either, bud. But, uh, and he puts Conor McGregor, I mean... What a joke that is. McGregor, like I said in the last episode, he's a 145, 155-pound champion. Jake Paul's got about 40 pounds on him. Um, and Conor McGregor is still a top elite contender in the lightweight division. He's going to come back. He's going to fight Poirier. He's going to do his Diaz trilogy. If he somehow strikes gold again and gets the belt back, he'll probably earn a rematch with Khabib if Khabib does come back. Khabib was on a podcast on Mike Tyson last week, says he wanted to bite McGregor's heart. Those two hate one another, guys. I feel like I think Khabib is still filled with a lot of uh, hate in his heart, and uh, I do think they clash again, maybe before McGregor retires. So we'll see. Then he puts KSI, 
No one wants to see this guy KSI fight again. He, he hasn't fought in, like, what, three years now? It's the guy that beat his brother. Uh, he's just saying that because he wants his revenge. The guy's making music now. No one wants to see him fight anymore, man. That's not impressive. Beating him wouldn't prove anything. Then he puts Javonta Davis uh, under Mayweather Promotions. I don't know off the top of my head what Javonta Davis is, well, what weight is. I think he's either the same or significantly smaller than Floyd, which means Jake Paul would have 50 to 60 pounds on him. He's currently one of the best uh, young boxers, generational talent. He needs to fight Ryan Garcia, another real boxer. Uh, I think Davis is going to walk through Ryan Garcia also. He would breeze through Jake Paul also. And then he puts Logan Paul with a question mark. That's all for the publicity. Um, he's not going to... If I could see it at the end, maybe him fighting his brother. You know, they'll make a shit ton of money out of off of it. They uh, they had beef in the past, making diss tracks about one another. Got the whole internet in a frizzy. Um, so yeah, guys, my pick to win the fight is Jake Paul. I think he wins via KO. I think... Woodley's underestimating his power, his skill, uh, his work, um, work craft, his work ethic. I think Jake Paul's a hard worker. Um, don't get me wrong. There's a lot to knock about the kid, not to, a lot to not like, but there's also a lot to like if you look at it from an unbiased standpoint uh, of view. Excuse me. So uh, let's wrap up this. Um, I know a lot of my friends are probably not going to like that pick. They probably not. They're not probably. They're probably not liking my positivity about the guy because I've been a huge uh, critic of his. Um, uh, if he does beat Woodley, which I do think he does, like I said, I want to see, he needs to box a boxer. Enough of these star fights against calling out all these UFC guys now. Jake, fight someone who's at 190 pounds, your weight, not 20 pounds lighter, not 10 pounds lighter, your weight. I need to see someone fight in your division, your weight class, and they need to be a boxer. Have a history, have a couple wins, have a couple losses. Um, no more of these pulling old UFC guys out of it. Ben Askren coming off major hip surgery. None of that. Fight someone real, Jake. Uh, you have my respect. I respect your earth ethic. Uh, the alt access on Showtime was awesome the other day. I watched it last night. Uh, go check it out on YouTube. Um, Woodley, once you lose this fight, retire. Enough with the boxing. No one wants to see you fight anymore. Don't ruin your legacy any further. Um, so August 29th, guys, on Showtime. Let's be sure to tune in, and then we'll discuss it post. I'll probably uh, preview it one more time leading up to the fight after the weigh-ins and stuff before the fight actually happens. All right, moving on to some MLB news. Um, we're not going to dive too much into the football and MLB talk. Uh, today's episode was solely meant to really preview that Paul versus Woodley fight. Um, we'll dive more into depth about the MLB and football this week. Um, potentially bring a couple guests on near the end of this week, beginning of next week, hopefully. Um, so let's talk about some quick MLB news. Uh, Bryce Harper stays hot, guys. You know, I've been all over him on uh, Instagram and on here. I think he catches Tatis in the MVP race. Tatis is still a week or two out. Don't know how healthy he'll be when he comes back. They're talking about moving him to the outfield. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. He has significant struggles at shortstop, which I understand. Uh, it's not his throwing arm. So why move him to the outfield closer to a wall and add potential collisions um, and jam that shoulder even more? Padres are falling off a cliff for me, guys. They're pitching, like I said last episode. Um, it's going down. It's falling off a cliff. A lot of injuries. Um, Padres get bounced early this year in the postseason, unfortunately. And... 
on the lookout, guys, um, the Cincinnati Reds, Joey Votto is absolutely raking right now. And the Padres only have a two-and-a-half game lead on the Reds. Um, Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo, Tyler Mele, uh, good pitching there for the Reds, guys. Bullpen struggles a little bit. Uh, Amir Garrett's a head case. But with Votto, Suarez, um, who else they got over there? Aquino, uh, is he still playing for them? I'm not sure if he's playing for them anymore. Um, Jesse Winker, Castellanos, those guys are unreal over there, guys. Uh, fun team to watch in Cincinnati. We'll see if they can hunt down the Padres here late down the stretch. Uh, moving on, Yanks are getting healthy. Garrett Cole scheduled to start tomorrow versus the Angels in that one game in the Bronx makeup game. Before the Yankees move on to take on the Red Sox this week. Doubleheader Tuesday at the stadium. And game following Wednesday, I believe. Huge series in the Bronx this weekend, guys. The Yankees looking to hunt down the Red Sox. They sit two and a half behind them. Um, big series there, guys. Montgomery scheduled to come back. So the Yankees pitching staff is getting healthy. Two huge boosts to the pitching. Uh, unfortunately, Luis Severino going for an MRI and his shoulder tightness and his pregame warm-ups. For the Rail Riders, uh, guys, that's frustrating for Yankee fans because Severino makes that start. Rest five days. He might be back in the majors. Maybe one more rehab start after that. Hopefully, it's not serious. We've been missing out on him for two years. Uh, George Springer hurt. Uh, I think that's going to have a big damper on the Blue Jays' push here. They just dropped two really bad games to the Mariners. Um, Blue Jays' bullpen's an issue. They got Brad Hand. He comes in the other night, bases loaded two outs to Jared Kelenic. Uh, lefty on lefty matchup. Uh, Brad Hand doesn't throw a strike. Four straight balls. Dolis is not the same. Romano's always hurt. Uh, I think their bullpen needs a lot of help this offseason. They got to get some guys right over there. Not their year. Uh, too many teams fighting with them between the Yankees, the A's, the Red Sox. Uh, too much there. Rays are better than them too. Uh, next year, they'll be a fun team to watch. They got to lock up Berrios, Manoa, Ryu, Robbie Ray, and Steven Matz is a good starting five. Uh, we'll see what happens with Simeon. Um, we'll see what goes on there. What else? Guys, so I put on my Instagram story the other night that the Mets in Jacob DeGrom starts were 11-4. And, um, and in non-Jacob DeGrom starts, the Mets are 48-53 and 53 now. Sub-500. Take away those DeGrom starts, and the Mets are probably nowhere near a playoff pitcher. They shouldn't even be near a playoff pitcher right now. The NL East is just a laughing joke. Um, the Phillies and the Braves, though, are getting very exciting to watch. Dansby Swanson is on a heat stroke. All, uh, Ozzy Albies is homered in four straight games now, I believe. They are currently locked in a dead tie in first place while the Mets sit a game and a half out. Uh, guys, I, I told you on the last episode and even on my Instagram story, the Mets play 13 straight against the um, Dodgers and the Giants. So my guess is the Mets win I, I give the Mets four wins in that span, and that's being generous. They're already 0-2, um, dropping two nail-biters. Yeah, Dodgers were 1-12 in extra innings this year. Uh, they just took two back-to-back -to -back extra inning games from the Mets. I put on my Instagram story. This is why it's important to follow real-time sports on Instagram, guys, because you get all these live updates from me and stuff that I talk about pre- and post-podcast. I said Cody Bellinger. Watch out for him. He's going to be heating up. He hits two home runs against the Phillies. Has a big walk in the final inning in Game 3. Unfortunately, McKinstry wasn't able to come through. Uh, Bellinger, game go-ahead double last night in the 10th inning. Scores the ghost, the ghost runner from second base. Um, I think it was Ken Bell got the save for the Dodgers last night. Kenley and Trinan weren't available. 
Uh, Mets unable to capitalize and score their uh, starting runner on second base. So Dodgers lock up the series win there on Sunday Night Baseball tonight. Scherzer versus Carrasco. Uh, I'm looking for a dominant performance from Scherzer. Uh, I think the Dodgers get the sweep easily. Um, the Mets had the best starter ERA in MLB baseball when Jacob DeGrom was healthy. Since Jacob DeGrom has gone hurt, gotten hurt, uh, worse than baseball. Stroman's struggling a little bit. He's been better L's of late. I'll give him that. He's their ace, undoubtedly. Uh, McGill is not consistent enough for me. I don't know. He confused me. He doesn't throw enough strikes. Tyjon Walker hasn't been himself since the All-Star break. He had a no-hitter going into the seventh last night. Then the Dodgers hero, Will Smith, takes him deep. They tack on a couple of their other hits after that. Eventually, they drop the game in extras. Um, I don't know. I- I'm not going to go on this Mets tangent anymore. They just frustrate me at this point, and their fans are even more frustrating because they refuse to see the issues that I point out. But, uh, hey, that's the story of that fan base, man. They don't want to do enough to win, so whatever. That division's coming down to the Braves and the Phillies. I still got the Phillies coming out on top, even though the Braves are pretty exciting. Freddie Freeman is still up there in the top five or four for MVP, although it's still going to go to Tatis or Harper. Um, so that's it for my MLB notes of the day. Quickly, I don't like to talk about too much preseason football. Preseason football bothers me. Um, they're talking about less and less preseason coming up soon, next, next coming years. I, I hate preseason football. Oh, actually, I forgot, guys. How did I forget? Tyler Gilbert, Arizona Diamondbacks. First MLB start. Father in the crowd. Family in the crowd against the San Diego Padres. No hitter. So awesome. Fourth player in MLB history to do it. Um, maybe he'll be good for the Diamondbacks. I don't really know much about him. Um, it was awesome to watch. I was watching it live while I was watching the Yankees game and the Mets game last night. Uh, Zach Britton tells, I told, I mentioned this earlier in the intro, Britton goes into Boone's office after blowing the Field of Dreams game, tells him I don't deserve the closing right now, give the ball to someone else, Wyzica or Green with Chapman on the DL still. Uh, last night, the Yankees, 3-2 count, two outs up 4-3. Jose Abreu at the plate, locked into a good at-bat with Chad Green. Chad Green, hang me, bang me, curveball over the middle of the plate. Jose Abreu ties the game. Um, Yankee fans were all over Twitter and in my DMs and stuff, losing their mind. Uh, another blown save, the most in baseball by a lot, by a wide margin. Yankees need to figure out their closing situation. I will defend Aaron Boone, though. I had a lot of people saying, how do you not go to Loisica for the save? You brought in Loisica too early. Guys, so they went to Loisica. I believe it was bases loaded, one out. They went to Loisica. That's the game on the line right there, guys, in the bottom of the sixth inning. Locked into a 3-3 game. I completely backed that decision by Aaron Boone. And um, you, you have to go to your best guy. You let up a couple runs there. It's 5-3. They go to Kopech. They go to Crochet. They go to Krimble. They go to Hendricks. The game's over. Two or three run lead late in the game with the White Sox. That's not where you want to be. You have to be leading in those innings against the White Sox. But Liam Hendricks, guys. Liam Hendricks. So going into last night's game, I mentioned it on my first episode. I didn't have exact stats for you, but now I do. So his career versus the New York Yankees. 21 innings pitched. That's including the postseason, which I also mentioned last episode. He has an 8.14 ERA. Batters have a 333 batting average against him. They slugged nearly 750. And they have 10 homers off him. Uh, post last night, his ERA is almost at 10. 9.95. Um, Mr. Judge took him deep. Uh, 11 homers now. They put up, the, or not Mr. Judge took him deep. I'm sorry. While pitching the dirt, Judge go ahead single. 
5-4 Yankees, Mr. Gallo, Italia, 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 hits an absolute moonshot off of Liam Hendricks, giving the Yankees a 7-4 lead, which turned out to be a huge home run, because the Yankees gave up a run in that um, top bottom, bottom half of the 10th inning, and it was 7-5. So a big wig for the Yankees there. If they can survive this series, like I said in the last episode, somehow salvage 2-3 with a depleted roster against the uh, league lead, or the the uh, central leading division uh, winners, excuse me, uh, the White Sox there. Um, so that's going to be it for my MLB notes now, officially. Uh, sorry about that, backtracking there. Quick, I'm going to run through it because, like I said, hate, hate, hate preseason football. Don't think it means anything yet. Yeah, it's nice to see these rookies. Let's get the kinks out. Let them learn the offense. Let them learn the pace of the game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, mediocre debut, uh, a couple good throws here and there. I didn't really watch most of it. I saw some highlights. Uh, I did watch the Jets and Giants. Zach Wilson looked pretty good. Uh, awkward post-game interaction between him and Daniel Jones. I saw the mic'd up version on Giants Twitter. Um, didn't really understand that. Like I said, I don't hate Zach Wilson. I see a little Manziel in him. Think he's going to be good. He was one of my favorite quarterbacks in that draft. Uh, I wasn't huge on all those picks. I know a lot of people think there's a lot of franchise quarterbacks there. I disagree. Um, Trey Lance, impressive debut. I saw that 81-yard touchdown. I uh, haven't seen that from a 49ers quarterback in a while. Um, I think it's time they move off Garoppolo. I think Shanahan will succeed better with the young mobile quarterback instead of the pocket passer in Garoppolo. Um who else? Mac Jones, I briefly touched upon last episode. I think the Patriots offense is going to be way better with him than Cam. Uh, the QB option, the QB sneak, the QB, uh, not the QB sneak, QB draw and stuff like that. That's not the Patriots offense. That's not Josh McDaniel. Uh, try a five-yard screen pass. Try a 15-yard in. Try a 10-yard curl. Uh, try like a 10, 12-yard post. Then that's Josh McDaniel's offense. Uh, set the feet in the pocket. Make the throw. Hit the check down. Um... Cam Newton's done. Shoulder, that labrum surgery is so big. It's so nasty. He's not going to be the same. Uh, maybe Cam has a future as a running back or a fullback. <laughs> uh, that's a joke, but no, nah, Cam's done, guys. I uh, hate to say it. hate to see it. He was a fun guy to watch. Always good to the kids and stuff. And then lastly, Justin Fields. He had a pretty impressive Bears debut. Um, he said the game felt slow to him. Yeah, buddy, you're playing against the second strings, and... Uh, we're in the preseason here. We're not in week 12 and you're not fighting for a wild card spot against the fucking Packers or the Vikings or someone like that. You're you're at home playing against the second and third string Miami Dolphins and uh, we're in preseason week one here. No one wants to get killed. Uh, talk to me in week three or four, pal, when a uh, middle linebacker is running over the middle of the field trying to kill you as you scramble. This isn't Ohio State. You're not surrounded by all D1 athletes and playmakers and Number one, and Chris Olive, who's going to be a top 10 pick next year for the wide receiver board. Uh, yeah, I don't like Justin Fields. I, a lot of people think that's the Bears guy. They found their guy. Matt Nagy's got a good quarterback now. No, I hate Justin Fields. I hate all Ohio State quarterbacks. If you know anything about me, I'm a Miami Hurricane guy. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, horrible. Uh, Justin Fields, I see the same exact thing in him. He's so accurate. He can throw outside the numbers. I see the complete opposite. I think he struggles. Um... I think the Bears are going to be subpar again this year. I think they win four or five games at best. They'll probably make a stupid decision and start Andy Dalton the first two weeks anyway, and then look for a window for Fields to come in. He'll come in. He'll have a great couple series. They'll play a close game. They'll lose in the end. Um, I don't know. I'm not a Fields fan. So 
after like week two or three, guys, we'll probably talk more in depth. Uh, we'll get into power rankings and stuff. I'll rank, I'll rank my best players at each position and stuff like that. Um, I'll give out my Super Bowl picks and whatnot, who I like to win each division. Probably run through some over-under win totals and stuff like that. Um, exciting time for baseball, guys. A lot of big series coming up this week in um, in the MLB. We have the uh, White Sox play the A's, I believe. The Mets play the Giants. Um, well, do we have any other big series this week? I think it's just Mets, Giants, Yankees, Red Sox, and White Sox, A's. I'm not sure if there's any other big, big series coming along. I uh, could be wrong if there is anything else uh, and I think of it and I see it on my phone later. I will post it on Instagram and I'll be sure to watch out for it. I'll be posting live updates and stuff during games and stuff. I always post interactive polls. Guys, please DM me your questions on Instagram, real-time sports on Instagram. Please follow. Give me a like on my posts and stuff. Swipe up. Message me. Say hey. Uh, send me a question. I will feature you in the next episode. And uh, if you want to be a guest, guys, I'm open to all... Um, considerations. I'm open for everything. If there's anything you want to talk about, anything you want to hear me talk about, um, please reach out, guys. Uh, I'm really easy going. I would love to hear from you. Follow Real Time Sports on Instagram. Uh, everyone, take care. Hope you enjoyed your weekend. Hope you enjoy some Sunday afternoon baseball, Sunday night baseball, Carrasco versus Scherzer. I'll be tuning in. I'll probably be uh, sending out some live updates on Instagram and stuff. Should have versus Scurgeon, Matt Faskurgeon, A Rod on the call. Uh, Buster only in the dugout on the sidelines. Guys, uh, hope you enjoyed week one of preseason football. Football's approaching. Playoff baseball is right around the corner. Exciting time in sports, guys. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday afternoon. Peace out, guys.